Hey guys, welcome to Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'll be here to share my nice and sometimes not so nice human experiences. Let's get comfortable sharing our ups, downs, and everything in between and continue to make meaning out of the parts that make us whole. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Holistically You. I am beyond excited today to introduce our guest to you, a fellow Montrealer whom I connected with on Clubhouse, obviously, and is just a blessing in life, a beautiful human, and we are going to talk all things social media, Instagram versus reality, body positivity, and all of the amazing things that she is doing currently. Katie, hi love, how are ya? Hello, you're right, your voice is very calming. I like it, it's like (laughs) setting the tone, very holistic. (laughs) Thank you, it's very much aligned with the title of my podcast. (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't even think of that, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just so that everyone knows, before uh, we jumped, we started recording this podcast, I did tell Katie that I was going to go from extremely loud, obnoxious Italian to more calm and cool and collected. So she has just seen this did. transition happen in the past 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Literally, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Katie. We're so excited to have you on today, and I'm so excited to dive into this conversation because I think it is of utmost importance, especially nowadays with social media being extremely present in our lives. And Mm -hmm. I love your account. I'm just going to throw that out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you have so much fun with it, and I know that, like, I was inspired by it also but I will ask you all the questions after. So the first thing I want to ask you, as I do with all my guests on the show, is can you kindly name a few things? I usually say three, but whatever you feel compelled to share um, that make you whole. Yeah, it's a great question. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, by the way. I'm super excited to be part of this podcast. Um, Things that make me whole. Okay, Um, it's funny. I'm not a very spiritual person. I'm not a very religious person. Um, so I'm a very materialistic person. <laughs> that's, just, that's just what it is. I, I can't hide it. So when I think of things that make me whole, I'm like, okay, what things? So obviously my favorite food is thank you for chicken. Like if I could, or if I could eat it every night, I would. And tonight we ordered. <laughs> oh, you it's ordered so tonight? <laughs> yes, we did. Um, at least once a week, if not more, if I could get it. Um, but it's really funny and funny story, but they screwed up my order last week or two weeks ago. So I opened my app this week and I had a $50 credit there and I was like, free food. So tonight we actually free worth it. Amazing. So St. Hubert makes me whole. Um, if I, I, I guess I would have to say like my family and friends, like obviously they make me whole, like <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, the normal, like I love them or whatever. Um, and then the other part that makes me whole, and this is hundred percent true. And this, it's my medication. Cause if you knew me five years ago, before I got treated for anxiety, this is not the person you would have known. So it's a huge part of my identity and it's part of what makes me whole. And we can, I'm sure we'll jump into that a little bit more. Yes. 
Yes. And thank you so much uh, for sharing that because that's, that's huge. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely also want after, you know, what, after we get into the conversation for you to share um, what you have created and uh, what you are now putting out into the world, which I think honestly is, is absolutely incredible. So we will definitely talk about that. And so uh, also tell us a little bit about you. What do you do on the daily? Uh, What's your job? What you occupy yourself with and all those my days right now it's just leaving no i wish um right now so i actually work uh for concordia university mm-hmm. um so i i am actually the marketing manager for the stingers so all the sports teams um for concordia so that's my day job um no sports right now so it's uh, it's a slower time yeah. um but i'm so happy concordia has been great about keeping all their staff on and we've been able to to still do a little bit of work so i'm, I'm still working um during the day and then at night, it's my it's when my creativity comes alive. And that's why I've been using my Instagram. And that's why it's, it's existed for as long as it has. It's my creative outlet. It's like, this is where I explore with fashion. I explore with humor. I explore with um, like creating content, video content, pictures. And it's like, I, I posted two reels today. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just, whatever I feel, I post. So that's, that's now my new nighttime or after work type thing. It's like, okay, what makes me happy? Some days it's nothing. So I don't post anything. And some days it's so many, so many, so much content that I'm like screwing as like we were talking about before with the algorithm. So, I mean, I'm busy. And then I launched my little, you know, kind of side hustle thing where I make some fun jewelry. So I'm, you know, doing that as well. And uh, anything else? I mean, that's, that's, I think that's it. And I, and I do help some local businesses with their social accounts. So I, I do manage a social media account here for a local boutique. So, you know, just, I'm just a little busy. Just a tad, just a tad. tad. And in a time where there's a global pandemic, that's good that you're busy, honestly. I, you know what? It could be worse, right? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And, um, did you, I don't think I ever asked you this actually, did you go to school for marketing? Like, is that something you kind of knew you always wanted to do? And how did you fall in with the stingers? I'm very curious actually. Yeah. Good question. Cause you, you, the, those jobs are hard to, to get in there and they don't come around often. Um, yeah. So I, I did high school in Sejep in pure and applied sciences. Cause I was like, I'm going to be an engineer. <laughs> yeah. No, um, one semester in at Mary, I was like, I'm going to go into business. It was just like a click. And then you look and you see finance and, and accounting and I was falling asleep. And then I got to marketing and I was like, wait, this is so, this is so obvious. Like, <laughs> how is this even a choice? Like no brainer. I went right into marketing at Concordia, the co-op program, which I talked to everybody about, cause it was, it was the thing that set my career on the right path. If I, if you're listening and you're in university, you're about to go to university, look at the co-op program. I mean, Sherbrooke has it and Concordia has it. The co-op program means you do internships while you're at school. So I did three years of university and every, I was either at school or I was doing a paid internship and I didn't stop for three years. It was insane. It was a lot of work, but I, when I graduated, I had, you know, three jobs lined up. Those three companies wanted to hire me as soon as I graduated. So it's like a no brainer. And I tell anybody who can do co-op to do it, screw McGill. This has co-op. I know. I think you're a McGill grad. Eh? It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. like its own separate entity. <laughs> It is its own separate entity and it's fine and it's good for like the name and all the other great stuff, but uh, Concordia does with the co-op program. So yeah, so, and then, you know, I graduated and then I fell into one of those jobs that I got from the internships, which is in car parts, which again is hilarious because I know nothing about cars. If you know me, as you, you do a little, it's hilarious. And then I went into sports. So again, super funny. 
But that's what I say to everybody who works in marketing. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're marketing. I loved selling car parts and I love selling sports tickets. Super random. Wouldn't have thought it, but it's the it's the knowing why people buy certain things and pushing people to buy certain things and how they react and their consumer behavior. It's so, so interesting. So if I can, if I can do marketing in every and touch every field of my entire life, I'd be happy to do it. Like, like I want to go into like the medical field, teach me that like marketing and like different, that's, what's interesting to me. You know, I've, and I've always said that my, I've never wanted my side hustle to be my, like, I don't want to be a content creator as my job. I don't want to, what brings me joy and fulfillment is my real job and the marketing and all that fun stuff. So that's, and then the stingers, it kind of just happened. Uh, I knew someone in the department and I applied and funny, I didn't get the job. They called me, sorry, we went with someone else. Okay, too bad. Kept working. Two weeks later, they called me up and they said, well, the person we chose didn't pass their French test. So come on in. And if you pass the French test, it's yours. And uh, obviously, j'ai passé. And uh, <laughs> three years later, I'm still there and I'm loving every minute of it. So it's funny how, how life works, isn't it? Honestly, it works. And I, I am very spiritual. So I'm like, it's like divine alignment. Oh. But you know what? Everything, let's just chalk it up to everything happens for a reason. I could. Yes. A hundred percent. And the door open and the clothes. I like that one too. When the door and the, and the window, you know, that one. <laughs> to the window, to the wall. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, honestly, no, but it's so interesting. I've always had, um, an interest in, in, in marketing. So when people do go like that route, I'm always like, I feel like, cause I, I love to connect with people. So I always felt like that's something I could do, but I went the teaching route and I'm very happy that I did because it's. They're it's very closely related though. You yes. would, you, you would, they are, you deal with people and you have to learn how to deal with people and, and yes. in very different ways. And especially little people, young people, you're forming our next generation of marketers. So make sure that they're good. I will. No <laughs> pressure. No pressure. Thank you. Well, so much. I teach grade three. Oh my God. Yeah. That's adorable. Yes. My little angels. I really do. I really do love them. And, and anybody who knows me and probably most of the people who listen to this podcast are, um, have, have seen me go through many ebbs and flows of my career. Um, they've seen me absolutely love my class and my, and the content that I'm teaching. And then at my lowest lows where literally I was facing a corner. I'll never forget this. I was in the Middle East. I called my dad in November. So the the school year starts in September. So a mere two months into the school year and I was crying and saying, I'm quitting. I'm coming home. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to kill this class. Oh my God. But you were in the Middle East. Like you just, you buried the lead a little there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That was the problem. And he was like, you are going to finish your contract. It is your last year, but there are some, uh, those classes that you just don't connect with. And uh, I found that super difficult. Um, I did it obviously, but, um, this year I just feel super aligned and I love, I adore my kids. You've heard me say it on clubhouse before. I can't get enough of them. That's amazing. You know, that needs to be how you feel about all your classes. And I know this is your podcast and I'm interrogating you, but (laughs) you do something and now are you conscious of it? Do you do something maybe at the beginning of the school year to make sure that that connection is there? Or is it like, you don't know, you have no control and it happens or it doesn't. You have no control. Really? Yeah. You can set the tone as much as you want, but I, I, I think that, um, it really depends on the personalities of the tiny humans that are coming into your room every day. And tiny humans can be dicks. I mean, we, we oh. it, right? They can be assholes. So, like, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, that'll be a whole other podcast. And I think that's going to be the title of it. Tiny, do- Tiny humans can be dicks. <laughs> yes. I would listen to that. I would listen to that podcast. I would. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dead. I'm dead. So the reason why, I mean, apart from you being completely fabulous, the reason why oh. I wanted to. <laughs> um, because I wanted to talk all things social media related, but I also want you to talk a little bit about your journey. So on your social media page, you are very forthcoming about your anxiety disorder. And, um, you know, even just recently, I was interviewing someone who, who battled an eating disorder. And it's, it's that, it's that catalyst to a journey of where you are right now absolutely and 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 how that's affected you and and even the the content that you put out and the things that the projects that you're working on in your life are all you know towards that in order to kind of help people who are afflicted with those types of things also so can you share with the listeners a little bit about your um your journey through your anxiety disorder and and how it has led you to where you are today such a great question. And it's true because it has made me who I am. So I wouldn't be where I am without it. But yeah, um, it was it was Seja that I started having really intense panic attacks. So it was just, you know, it was little things like leaving the house or going, you know, it was mostly leaving, going to work, leaving the house. I realized that that was one of my triggers, just being away from home. Um, and, but it was controllable at the beginning. And this is anybody who, who got, who has these disorders, you really, it doesn't all hit you at once. It's something that builds. Um, so you're like, okay, this is super weird, but I can control it. Like I'm going to, and you do things to help yourself. Like I won't go too far from home or, okay, I can control this. This is something I can live with. This is something I can work through. Um, and then it was, I, and then it was gotten to a point where I was like, okay, it's getting harder to live with. And I don't want to stop myself from doing things. So I went to see my doctor and he said, okay, here's some Ativan. So Ativan is this beautiful miracle drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so addictive and bad for you, but amazing if you have anxiety. So you just pop a pill when you have um, an anxiety attack and or a panic attack. And it, within 15 minutes, you feel uh-huh. fine. Yeah. Beautiful. But you can't take it every day. It's highly addictive. It's not a good necessarily a good drug for you. So he gave me this and he said, you take this when you have a panic attack, but if you start taking it every day, come back and see me. Um, so then I was on Ativan. I was taking Ativan for about, I would say like two, three years. Manageable. I can do this. I have my Ativan in my pocket. I can keep living my life. Yeah. Um, but I was all, I was almost like I was talking myself out of it. I was like, I'm fine. This is stupid. I can live with this. Um, my anxiety manifested in just being just panic attacks. It was constant and it was, it would take my entire body. So shaking, br- heavy breathing. And I was just, felt sick to my stomach. So I was, I weighed 118 at my heaviest and I'm five, eight. So that's like, I mean, you could see everything. <laughs> it was like a little oh skeleton, yeah. um, very, very skinny, very, very un- like not unhealthy, but I was just, I wasn't putting on weight. Cause I, I used to say, I used to shake it off. That's how I, that's how I would say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, I was one day at work and I was talking with my boss and she's like, you know what? I really love your work, but you, you can't call in sick one day a week. Like you can't, you can't be, I can't promote you. I can't give you more credit. I can't do more things for you if you're not here or if you can't, if, and I'm like, and it was like a dick. It was like, okay, so this is something that's going to hinder me. It's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. It's going to stop me attaining my goals. Yeah. So I said, okay, this is it. Well, I was having a panic attack in the bathroom at my work. I called my mom and I was like, I have to do something about this. Like I can't, I can't anymore. And so that's when I met um, my beautiful doctor and, and he prescribed 
just an antidepressant and and, and so funny because people are and i'm trying that's this is honestly what i'm trying to do is trying to remove the stigma of medication because a mental disorder is like anything right it's like it's like if you were diabetic you would take your insulin i have a disability i have a disorder in my brain that needs a little help so i have to take medication to get through the day it's the same thing yes. so i've been on it for five years it's been fantastic i've been traveling i've you know i've moved this is my second condo that we have I have a dog, I have a boyfriend, I'm, I have a, I'm, I'm a big time job. It's fun and I'm loving it. And I can, I keep saying to myself, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these little tiny pills that I take at night. And, um, because of it, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, it depends how you see it, but I've actually put on about 50 pounds, 50, 60 pounds because of the meds over the last five years. So obviously that has had a huge effect on just my overall, obviously I don't look the same. My all had to completely switch my wardrobe. It had an effect on, on my mental health in that way as well, because you can't, you can't help it. Right. 50 pounds is a lot. You you can see that. Um, I needed it, but it was also, you know, it's a change. It, it, It changes who you, what you look at in the mirror. So it was a really hard thing. And, and that's why I've been using my Instagram. It's, it's therapy for me, but it's also helping, I think others. So I think it's, it's got a double, uh, it's, double gold here. You know, when I post about just being free and loving my new body and realizing that this body is what I need to live. And it's not like being skinny and unhealthy. And if I can be fat and happy, like I'll take that any day, any fucking day, I would never go back to that life. So yeah. So that's why I try to use my, my Instagram for is just kind of promote that whole concept of just like, yes, you know, health is not just physical. It's not, it's, it's, it is, it is the, the mental. And I think we're realizing it more and more with the pandemic, how oh. the mental plays a huge fact, oh, yeah. a factor into your health. And it's like, we need to be more aware of this. We need to do that. So yeah, I started a couple and the businesses that I little started on the side is kind of geared towards that. So you mentioned it quickly, but I've started these rings and these are uh, what I call my restless rings. Yes. So, um, some of my anxiety comes through with skin picking. And I know a lot of people who suffer from anxiety pick at their skin, their cuticles, their face. Um, so this ring was designed to play with something else. So there's little uh, charms and balls on the ring that you can play with. So you stop picking at your fingers. So it's all related. It's all related somehow. It all has a goal somehow, an objective. And, and, and then hopefully it helps people and it brings smiles to people's faces because life should be a little funny sometimes. And It should be happen. way funny a lot of times. I <laughs> <laughs> need more of it. Yeah, we need to laugh. We need to enjoy. And, you know, I, I'm so glad that you are using that for your, your platform for those types of things because um, – I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was also on antidepressants for a time in my life when I was away. And of course, yeah. I was in this unknown place and by myself and I, you know, developed an anxiety disorder and uh, I think it was largely stemmed maybe to homesickness or whatever. Of course, yeah. And um, in the Middle East, they don't recognize mental illness. Not only do they not recognize it, they like will shun you. <gasps> so... Ugh. I had to pay out of pocket to see a Western doctor who was like, oh, no, honey, like, I, I got an MRI done. I literally thought I had a brain tumor. Oh, God almighty. Like, I couldn't function. And, like, they were like, no, 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 it's not vertigo. This isn't vertigo. Like, this is this is, this is is depression, honey. This is anxiety. Yeah. And so I, I was put on, anti- on antidepressants for about two years. Wow. And then, um, you know, 
I guess maybe it's like I knew I was coming home after and everything just kind of like recalibrated and I was working with a naturopath and an acupuncturist and therapy. Oh, wow. and so, like, I was able to come off of them. Um, How was that weaning process for you getting off of oh, the stressful. <sighs> stressful. I'm because starting to look into that. Yeah, because I didn't know how I was going to react. Yeah, right? like, affects, And I'm like, I don't want to feel that way again. No, exactly. You know, like it was to the point where I couldn't even drive. Like the best way I could describe it was a 24 hour worst drunk of your life. Oh my God. No, no one wants that for 24 hours. No, no, no. no. I just want to be half a bottle of wine tipsy. Like I don't. (laughs) Is there a drug that's that? Can I take a pill and make me feel like that? That I would pay for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I was like, oh my gosh, no. Um, But I did it really like the doctor that I worked with in the Middle East honestly was amazing and she really helped me step by step to come off of it and it was aligned with the year that I was coming home so it felt yeah wow that is a really great experience and you know you did you realized you needed meds to help you get through it and it worked and you were able to come off of it and live a better life like you've seen both sides that's that's pure gold yeah yeah, it's a hell of an experience, and so and so. Thank you for bringing you know that to social media and 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 all of that. Um, I think it's super important, and I think it's something that, like you said, it is coming out of the woodwork a lot more now. Um, it is something that we are bringing forward to the table. So, my question for you. Um, so, obviously, okay, your Instagram accounts. So now we'll shift a little bit to social media here. Yeah. Um, did you grow that for, like your you grew that yourself that that was like something that you started was it a long time ago or did you see a really big spike in your growth at a certain time because of certain content tell us about that journey oh my goodness yeah started my Instagram oh my goodness it feels like I don't even know I don't keep track but I was very skinny so it was pre pre during anxiety that's why you see my life like pre and post <laughs> medication right medication um um, it was fashion, purely that I would take pictures in the mirror every morning before I went to work and I would post them. And then I got, I think that got me to about 3000 followers. And then I was like, oh, this is so boring. Fashion's fun. Fashion. I love fashion. I shop too much, but it's, I want more from that out of my, out of my social media, but the real jump happened. And it was, it was last year with the pandemic. Hit. It, it, it was the real shift. I jumped from 8,000 to 12 K within within less than a year because my content became more authentic. And when I say authentic, I don't mean like I'm a real, I'm a real person. I just mean <laughs> it was like no filter, what everybody was thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a shift. It was a shift, my friend. People are craving it. People yes. need it. No more. I mean, we're seeing it with Khloe Kardashian and that whole story right now. Like we're, t- like we're trying to tell her like, stop, stop. You look fantastic without a filter. You look fantastic without there's a shift in the society. We want to see more real shit. So it was what I have, what happened when I posted my, when I started my podcast, it kind of died off because I'm lazy, but um, that was the whole concept behind the podcast, the Instagram and the website and everything. It was like, okay, guys, people, you guys want this. I'm going to give it to you. So yes. real raw shit, swearing, never putting makeup on. And it's funny because we did this podcast and obviously podcast is good because you don't have to put on makeup, but I can guarantee if this was filmed, this is what <laughs> you wouldn't get this anything what, else. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, too. Because I'm, I'm over it and I'm done. And it's funny because it's like, some people are jumping on the bandwagon and saying, oh, this authenticity and this, and this looking real is in. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump on it. 
this, this, this is just what you're going to get. You're never going to get anything else. So, um, that's what, that's when I kind of saw the real shift, but again, it's, 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 and I saw the shift in myself, but I also saw a shift in literally everybody. And I, I liked, I focused my content a lot on Montreal and Quebec and I've seen it. I, I've seen people being like, okay, we need more. We, we want to eat this type of content up for breakfast, no yeah. more fake shit. So that's when I saw a huge change and shift wow. in the people that were following me and the content that I was pr- producing for sure. Wow. Amazing. As I see you're doing, I'm loving your reels. Thank you're you. killing it because you're getting it. Like you get it. Thank you. You, you get it. And you're going to grow. You're going to grow. And you're going to grow because I think people are going to gravitate towards you. That's all it is. It's yeah. not like you're fantastic. And obviously, but I mean, like, I think people are going to notice it and they're going to go, that's all this is. It's all this is. So, so in terms of, um, I know that you also, cause I, I did check out your podcast and I know that you, you even did an episode on Instagram versus reality. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there was a time, however, that people did gravitate towards the, the content that was very carefully curated and very carefully, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Edited. Yeah. Perfect. And so, and so what? What is it that you like, even pandemic aside, what is it that you think people are craving or began craving when when this whole shift started to happen? Because um, I I only like and I only opened up my Instagram page to the public uh, five months ago. Wow. That was it. it. So I've been private um, also because I worked in the Middle East and I couldn't I couldn't show, like, nobody could find me. My students couldn't find me because most of the shit that I did was illegal. <laughs> there. Not right. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been struggling with, you know, uh, how to grow, how to grow. I've been asking people. I've been, you know, trying to, like, create content that is relatable that people can identify with. But what is it that you think, uh, other than, like, authenticity, what are people really looking for, in your opinion, in a quote unquote, and I'll ask you to, I'll pair it two questions together. Mm-hmm. What is an influencer in your yeah. definition? And then mm-hmm. what do you think people are looking for when they follow these people with like larger followings and, uh, you know, who do consider themselves quote unquote, in, like influencers? Yeah, this was, this is purely why I started my podcast for that exact question, because what the hell is an influencer? It is the biggest question on everybody's lips. You get some content creators saying, oh my God, I hate that word. I'm just, I can't. And then you've got some that are like, it's in their bio, influencer, full-time influencer, right? So what is an influencer? I've decided, and this is, this is like, I want to like patent it TM because this is how I, this is my, you're going to get this answer. And it's a very generic answer because you've probably seen it multiple times in multiple interviews and stuff. But there is a two, there are two types of content creators. There are influencers and there are advertisers. Mm. This is how I've described it. So you've got your advertisers. Advertisers are those accounts who are quote unquote perfect and who are showing you what the ideal version of them is. And what are they doing there? They're promoting products that they've clearly been paid to do so. So they'll talk about this one cream that they love and they'll look to the camera and they'll say, I love this cream if you're using it. And it's just like so great. And then the week after we'll be like, guys though, this cream is like revolutionary. Like you've never heard about this other cream. And it's like, okay, you're producing content, beautiful content. And it's probably something that the brand is loving and eating it up and reposting. But as a, as a follower, you're selling something to me. So that to me is a one type of account. And then you've got the influencer account, which is not a nasty word. It's not a word that should be bad to the taste. The influencer is your next door neighbor. It's your sister. 
It's um, your best friend from high school you don't talk to anymore. Those are the influences. They'll post about a product and you'll go, okay, I'm trying it. I'm doing it because I, I have a legit connection, a real connection with that person. Yeah. So in my opinion, influencer is not a bad word. It is something that you earned. It's a, it's a badge of honor that you should be wearing on your, on your shirt and say, I've been able to tell people what I love. And from that convert, if that's converting into sales, beautiful. It's converting into followers. Beautiful. If it's convert, you're converting people. You're actually being able to you with your words, your content, your pictures, your videos, you're able to, 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 to evoke an emotion, an attachment and a feeling. Um, whereas an advertiser may not be doing that because you're following them because of their gorgeous feed and because of the products that they're promoting. So that's how I've kind of seen it. I'm I'm trying to take away the stigma of what an influencer means. And people, when they say, oh, I'm not really an influencer. I'm like, you are. So is your mom. So is your dog. Everybody's an influencer. You you know, if if your sister chooses one type of cereal over another, she's influenced you in some type of way, right? And that's like one-on-one marketing. Like if you can get someone to influence you, that's you nailed it. So, um, so it's, it's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to be. So I'm very proud to be an influencer and I'm very proud to call you an influencer. And I mean, we're not name dropping here because we're not that type of people, but we all know that we all know those accounts that are advertisers, you know, that we maybe follow because they're pretty, or maybe we don't really engage with their content, but we follow them because everybody else is following them. And then we're in Montreal and there's only like, you know, a couple of them. So we'll follow them, but there's no real connection or emotion to it. So that's kind of my, definition of what an influencer and advertiser is yeah. if that I, makes sense what do you think about that yes no yeah I, honestly I'm like I'm all for it because mm. I I haven't really been active on social media in the past few years and so like this is all very new to me I'm not gonna mm. lie it's all very new to me and I feel like welcome it's a shit show, it's a shit show. <laughs> it's like, welcome to the jungle yeah. like, <laughs> um, but it's it's important not to get wrapped up in it. And mm-hmm. and that's what I have to say was happening to me at the beginning of this. I was like, I had like, I remember having like 860 followers and being like, no one's ever going to take me seriously because I don't even have a thousand followers, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the importance of your follower count of someone that has like, in your experience, have people who have, oh, I'm throwing a random number out here, 171,000 followers versus someone who has like 2,000 or 3,000, like in terms of credibility, how important do you think that is? Oh my God. means nothing. It means uh, nothing. Nothing. You tell them. <laughs> it means nothing. Um, follower number is the easiest thing to fake. It's the easiest thing to fake. It's the easiest thing to buy. It's the easiest thing to uh, pretend you have. And I've done it. I've worked now that I have my own little business and I'm helping other little businesses in influencer marketing. I'm realizing it. I would much rather work with nano influencers. That's where the conversion is. That's where the real relationships are. Yeah. You have different object objectives working with different uh, influencers. So when you're working with a celebrity influencer, so if you look at, you know, usually that's over a million, but even if you want to use it to a smaller scale, a a, a macro influencer with 50,000 and plus followers, you're looking at awareness. You're looking at getting the product name out there, not necessarily conversion, but you want people to recognize it so that when they go to the store, they're picking out that product. Yeah. It's a different objective. You have to have money to do it. And it's purely awareness, like a billboard almost. Um, But when you're working with nano or micro influencers, you're working with the person and you're working on creating authentic content that you know that their people are going to engage with. So the number one thing I say is, you know, don't take everything that comes at you because that's how you become this billboard, this in, this advertisement. It's right. just how you become it. 
But if you start working with products that you actually love and companies you actually love and you promote those, you're going to realize you're going to attract that the right type of person. Um, So that's, that's the main thing when I work and I've, when I've realized it's like, you have to identify your goal. That's, I would work with you if I wanted to sell something, because I know that your 800 followers are listening to you. They want to buy from you. They're probably your close friends and they're probably your family members and a couple of key people that you met who have liked you. I'm like, obviously she's going to sell, but what am I going to do with them? What's her face over there with a hundred thousand followers? She's not going to, she's going to put it up there. It'll be a nice brand recognition, but it's probably not what I want right now in my business. So it really depends on your objective. There's no right or wrong answer. There really isn't. It really, really depends on your budget and your objective, but we're seeing it more and more that brands are gravitating towards nano and micro influencers or, and, and people with smaller following. And that's the reason it's conversion. It's real relationships. It's authentic content. That's all it is. Yes. And I saw also that, so you have been working and doing these amazing shoots with amazing women Tell us about these. So, uh, is it a bathing suit line, and yes, how how did that all kind of come to fruition? Because Katie, honestly, your the content that you provide about your body and how comfortable you are with it, it's very refreshing, and I find it extremely inspiring. And so, how did that kind of come to fruition? Did, are those friends of yours? Is this a project that you're working on? How did that come about? This is, um, this is what comes when you really love yourself and you promote yourself. That's all this is. I did not know this company. This company is called Shaw Back to Rain. Um, she's, she does it herself with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend cuts the material and she sews it and her, and it was his dad who shot us. Like we're talking really small company, Montreal local in their house. Sorry, um, it's shop after rain. Yes. On Instagram shop after rain. Okay. Um, beautiful stuff, but she chose, and I freaking love this girl because she gets it, but she chose me, a, I don't want to say plus size, mid-size person. So a size 10, 12, she chose um, my great friend, Alice, Allison, 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 who is an amputee. She only has one leg. And then she chose um, uh, Lauren, who is in her thirties, beautiful, tall, three different body types, like completely didn't even wear the same size, totally different girls, totally different. And I'm like, Yep. She gets it. And this is what's happening. This is what's happening. We're realizing these companies are gravitating more towards these real women. You know, it started with, you know, I mean, companies have been doing it slowly, progressively for years, but my first one that I noticed and I tagged them on Instagram, it was like five years ago. It was Airy. Airy post or no, no, it wasn't. It was Navajos. Navajos yeah. on their website. They have models modeling the bathing suits and she had stripped marks down her legs. And I was like, Oh my God, this is really cool. So I tagged them and they, like finally right and what they do they sent me a gift card and then they were like go shopping buy yourself a bikini and look awesome girl and I was like first of all one that's how you do influencer marketing oh yeah take notes that's how you do it and then two it's like yes reward the people who are doing it so this this photo shoot was something I never thought I would do um not because I'm not comfortable in a bathing suit, but who's comfortable in a two-piece getting photographed? I mean, well, not many people, oh my God, no, <laughs> myself no. including here. You know, I, I had to put on a brave face for that. But then I look at the pictures and I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. This is cool. You're, you're radiating. Like it's and, it's and that's sweet, but that wasn't even it. It was like looking at a picture with these people. I was like, people can relate to that shit. People are going to be able to say, oh, shit, I look like that girl. Or my friend looks like that girl. I have hair like that. Oh my God, her roots are short. Awesome. Like... <laughs> Oh my God, that is good content. That is like, eat that shit up content. Like, I was so proud to be a part of that. And I'm still proud to be a part. Radiant 10 was the people who did the, uh, Teresa is the one who did the 10. Do you know Teresa? She's fantastic. 
She'll have to follow her. I'm sure she, she'd love you and she'd do your spray tan, but she does spray tans and she did, we did a photo shoot with her, um, a couple of years, a couple months ago. And it was the same thing. It was like me and this beautiful black girl for, for, for spray tan. So first off you're going, why would you need spray tan? Right. She was able to get diversity and it made sense. And it's just, people are just rethinking the way they do business and sell products. And it's like, and it's no more, this is what you need to attain. It's now, this is what you look like. And it's totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're starting to see those posts now that are like juxtaposed, like how people like in one post on those two sides, like this is how I look when I put my arm this way and I, and I, and I turn to the side a little bit. And then this is how I look when I let everything loose. Anybody can look like a size two. They try hard enough, but do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, seriously, like it's, it's an illusion. Social media is an illusion. It always has been. It always will be. Um, but the ones that stand out are the ones who go, who, who push those boundaries and go, maybe it doesn't have to be an illusion. So I'm proud to be able to do that. And I only kind of encourage people who do. I'm so tired of the curated feeds, I know. the color palettes, and the, oh. and the, and the, uh, the, and the photoshops, the, <laughs> the aesthetics. Oh my God. It doesn't. I literally met someone who took a great picture together. It was beautiful. I was like, are you going to post it? She's like, it just doesn't fit with my color palette right now. And I was like, oh my God, that to me, you're just limiting yourself. Yes. You're limiting yourself, your creativity, your potential. It just, anyways, that's all, that could be a whole other topic. Yes. We could go on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm wondering too, like, what have you noticed has been, I mean, obviously there are not everyone is going to subscribe to this mindset, right? No. Not everyone is going to enjoy this type of thing. Uh, I know the other day you posted someone who was like, da, 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 or I'm going to unfollow you and was like super <laughs> abrasive. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is like the scrutiny that accounts like this get or, or where people are really coming out and just being real, raw, like this is me, transparent, what is some? What are some of the ways that you've seen people being scrutinized for that, or like, for lack of a better term, kind of like crucified for it? Like, what what's been going on on that end of it? It's a, it's a mind. It's a mindset. I mean, Instagram. So this is what happened with Instagram. It started with us just all posting our fuzzy pictures of what we were eating for breakfast in the morning with like that Valencia filter. Remember when oh we God, first got it? That was a terrible filter. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, we all used it in our selfies and we all looked horrible. That's what Instagram was. And then people start to see the um, the value of it and how to monetize it and how to make something out of it. So that's where that, that beautiful feed came in. And then again, we're seeing the shift towards going back to that, going that real content without really focusing. So what I think is happening is we're in that transitional period. So we're getting accounts, huge accounts that have made their success off of beautifully curated pictures. Mm-hmm. And I've posted a video where, it, where, and this was, and this is a controversial video as well, but I, I realized I did like 10 things you should stop doing as a content creator. And one of the number one was curating your feeds. I have never gotten so many DMs hate, not hate. I don't want to say hate. Some of them were mean, but most of them were just like, I don't agree. Instagram was created so that we can do this. Or I've been able to grow to millions of followers while doing this. And, and this is what I'm trying to tell people. I'm like, listen, there's no, there's no one size fits all for Instagram. There never has been, there never will be. And you can be successful doing anything. People, I mean, there's some accounts that are their ASMR, which people targeting into like, there's, there's, there's something for everybody. <laughs> excuse me, question for the teacher. Um, uh, yeah. ASMR. What? I don't know, but it's this thing. Oh, <laughs> like this is a whole trend. Have you never heard of it? What does it stand for? I have no idea. 
I have to look it up. I have to look it up. But it's the whole concept of like sounds. So if some people do videos where they're just doing things and people like get soothed by these sounds. So there's like YouTube channels that are like literally like me eating a trunk, uh, like a crunchy chocolate bar. And it's like just into the microphone. And it's like really, really, it'll get millions and millions of hits. It's, but that's what I'm saying. There's something for everybody. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It gets weird. Um, I mean, this winter I was followed by a lot of, I am, uh, how do we, how did they call them? Puffers, puffy jacket, puffer jacket fanatics. There is a, an underbelly of society that gets very turned on by puffer jackets. And there's a whole porn that's related to it. So when I posted, I'm not even fucking kidding. (laughs) I posted a picture of a puffer jacket and I got puffer daddies and people reposting the pictures. And then you go through the content and it's a little weird, but it's like, I got an influx because of my Aritzia puffer jacket. And they were like, I'll come. Anyways, there's something for everybody (laughs) on Instagram, okay? So what I'm honestly thinking is happening is, the, what's happening is these raw authentic accounts are starting to grow and these curated accounts are kind of like no this is not how instagram works this is not how you this is not what brands want mm. so i think it's a bit threatening i think it's threatening to those who have been able to grow and do so well with their beautiful accounts when they see others come up it's like oh shit like am i ready for this can i switch to this should i not there's no right answer there's no right answer there's like you can curate your feed it's fine but what i'm saying if you want to grow today in 2021 in the pandemic in the time that we're living this is what's working doesn't mean that doesn't other stuff won't work but this is what's working so that's kind of what i was trying to help push but you can always touch a few buttons when you say that your pretty feeds are not goals anymore it's, it's hard to hear when they focus all of their time on it yeah and i'm also like i'm i'm so curious have you ever had like um, because I know I remember so I like I'm a Brene Brown like fanatic and I remember when she was talking about her and like her the first talk that she did that was like her TED talk it was huge it was what really like was that catalyst for her career and she got a lot of bad press and a lot of negative comments and there was a lot and and this is what she describes as her shame spiral she just like went down and down and down have you ever had an experience like that or or know of someone who's had an experience where some sort of a comment or something just completely sets you off and turns you off from it completely or just like really affects your self-worth like I know people struggle with that of course of course I mean we can even go from from a huge point we talked about last week a little bit on my on my Instagram but uh, we wore what? She's a big blogger. I don't know if you know her. her. name is Danielle Bernstein. Yeah, I was in your clubhouse room. There you go. You were there. Okay, so it's um she, you know, she gets one negative comment and shuts down her Instagram. Some people have a really hard time taking criticism, but I've always said you can't be on social media and not expect it because even you're in and and you know who says something really great? Leslie, who was on the it was in the clubhouse last night. The holistic bitch. Love it. Fantastic. She said, um, she said, no one watches you harder. Like those who hate Just you. Like, yes. The, yeah. The, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's like, there you go. And the ones who speak the loudest in your ears are always going to be the ones who have something negative to say about you. So yeah. of course you can get, you can get annoyed. Last night I got a great comment from Enrique from Montreal who said that, um, I was stupid because working out would help my anxiety and would stop me from being fat. It's an obvious one, right? The one I was referencing. Yeah. He was like, he was like, duh. And I'm like, you can't let that shit get to you. You can't, you can't. Cause it's funny. You have to laugh. I have to, I've learned to, I've learned to laugh it up. You have to, cause what happens then you go into this again, like this spiral way social media is not what's going to be the death of me and it should not be the death of anybody here 
Oh, and that's that's the thing. Like I I I'm I'm starting to realize and what you were saying earlier, like if I'm feeling inspired and I'm feeling mm-hmm. like this is something that I want to create, content that I want to create, I I just do it. Um I I like sex to my ears my friend that's the best thing you could fucking say yes because like I remember like looking online this is probably about a month ago and being like uh what are the best times to post on social media (laughs) and how many how many reels is too many reels and you know what fuck it fuck it like it's not something that I'm interested in. I, nope. I do it when I'm inspired and I and, but, because and you'll see it. That's when you grow. And that's that's what freaking unlocks it for you. It's not when you it used to be. When I first started Instagram, you post at 5 p.m., you post at 9 a.m. Those were the times, man. People were because it was chronological. Now it's a free-for-all. So just yeah. freaking post when you want to post. I posted today, I posted a real two hours before the freaking conference de presse. It got retweeted by MTL blog and now pure, pure vodka is writing to me saying they want to send me a care package. Cause that, <laughs> but see, that's what, that's what it is. I, I, I didn't even, it took me six seconds to make that real because that's what it is. It was real spontaneity, creativity, and just bam, no thinking and just posting. Yeah. And that's the one that went freaking viral. Like that's, you never know. So there's no rhyme or reason. You just do it because you love it. And that's when people are going to start following you. That's just, that's just how Instagram works. And I will, I will argue with anybody who says otherwise. Yes. Cool. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. And obviously we met, um, on clubhouse We did, and we were just before, uh, we p- pressed record here. We were talking about like, um, a clubhouse fatigue, much like, you know, during the pandemic zoom fatigue or, uh, you know, um, I think that fatigue can be related to any platform of social media because it can 100%. be quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, I've been triggered quite a few times to completely detach, to completely... Um, from all social media or from one in particular? Everything. Nice. Okay. Um, it, it's been in my moments of like of my like my existential crises, my like, yeah. uh, or, you know, one of them was literally based around a, a stupid boy. And then I was just like, sure. I was like, I'm obsessing, right? I, I can yeah. obsess over social media. You see media. yourself in a shitty situation and you're dying yes. out of it. Yes, exactly. And so like, I forget where I was going with this, but, um, I'm, I'm just saying like, in terms of fatigue, Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like people, do people have in your opinion or even in your own experience, um, more energy, less energy for it in times of, you know, are there specific moments where people are like super engaged and super energetic and super, and does that flow, does that ebb and flow like, like life basically, or do you, do you feel like it's a pretty constant stream of like action and posting and engagement and like, Oh my God, no, nothing's constant. And it goes with, it goes with life. I mean, I'd never posted this much before before when I was working part full time, I was full time, like at work going to places. Um, I was posting maybe three, four times a week and I was happy with it, whatever. But now I'm posting like every day, twice a day, just cause I've got the time. I've got the creativity. I've got the energy. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, and, and, and it's interesting, the fatigue to me, um, cause a lot of people on Instagram and they say they take detoxes, right? They go off of Instagram yes. for a couple of weeks. They need to detox. And I've always said, and this is, I mean, it, it could probably be argued because I agree with you that sometimes you need to stop. But at the end of the day, I've never felt the need to do that because the content and the people I've chosen to follow 
is so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I'm never on Instagram going, not this person again, or, oh, I have to, comp-. I did, I, I did, I used to in the past. And now I go on and I'm so excited to scroll. I'm like, oh yes. Oh, another body positivity. Oh, look at that girl in her shorts. I, I'm living for it. And without it, I feel naked. So a lot of people say like, oh, I need a detox. I'm like, no, no, I need more because I'm loving the content that I'm in. I'm like eating it. I'm like, yes, it's more, 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 more. So I think there's two ways. I think a lot of people do need to disconnect and there's nothing, obviously there's nothing wrong with disconnecting. Um, but I don't have that. I have it the other way around. I'm like, give me more. When I feel down, Instagram made me feel back up. I'm like, okay, I got the energy. I'm going to produce a reel. I'm going to, I'm okay. I'm going to wear those pants. I can do it because I can pull them off. And it's like, it gives me that like life and energy I need to post again. So it's interesting. I always tell people, I always say, if you need, if you feel like you need a detox, Take a minute and look at the content you're consuming because that may be part of the reason you need a detox. That is a huge I think so. message. That yeah. is a huge message because I unfollowed so many people. Yes. Nice. I don't even really follow a lot of uh, celebrities because I'm like, I yeah. can't I'm I can't engage with you. Like, what's the point? What are you giving to me? What are you giving to me? What do you, yeah, you like uh, Okay, you're rich and you have a nice house. Uh, good for you. Yeah, yeah, um, great. Great, Kylie. Thanks. No, no, I'm good. The one celebrity I do follow, however, because she's fucking hilarious, is Chrissy Teigen. Love her. But see, she's bringing you something. She's bringing you humor. It's fine. Like, yes. what are the Kardashians bringing to you? And that's what I mean them because I used to follow them. But now it's like, why was I? What am they doing here? That's a thing. And like, and and I found like, I mean, I know we don't use Facebook as often or whatever, mm-hmm. but I have actually in the past few months of my life, like gone through my followers, uh, or sorry, who I'm following. And I'm just like, nope, nope. 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 It's nope. so satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying. And then, and then I, I don't understand, like for me now it peaks with my interest. So right now I'm like super into like astrology and moon phases and spirituality. And I've been connecting with people who are on that path as well. And then they're the ones who engage with everything that I post because they're inspired by it. And I'm inspired by theirs. And then we, absolutely, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's social media. Yes. It's authentic connections. It's stuff you can get, something you can give. That's what social media is about. It's not about showing off no. your new product purse. What's that bringing to anybody? There's no value to that content. I'm over it. People are over. You know what people used to do? And this is still people, unfortunately, filler posts. What's filler post? post? This, is, this word needs to be taken out of the vocabulary of social media. Filler post is when you post something. So the feed, it fits with the feed. I posted an outfit picture yesterday and I'm going to post a portrait picture tomorrow, but I need something in the middle so that my feed works and that it makes sense. So they'll post a picture of a fucking cloud and you're and you're and you in the caption is something like look up the stars or aim for the fucking moon. And you're like, that is so annoying because there's no value. There's no value. And it's like, okay, what's the point of Instagram? What's the point of social media? What are you, what are you getting out of this? Because you got to think that too, right? What are you getting at? What is the person posting that filler post? What is she getting? Nothing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever done that, actually. I don't think I've ever done that. That's good. Neither have I. Even in the time where I was trying to be bigger on Instagram, I was like, that's one thing I don't think I can do. I can't fake content. I can't do it. No, no. I can't do it. I've edited the selfies. I've used the Photoshop. Fine, fine, fine. fine. Can't do that. No, (laughs) no. I agree. I agree. When I started my uh, my Instagram for this podcast, mm. there there is, but I'm just super into blush pink. It's like my no, of course you can have a brand. That's different. That's it exactly. So like I I went towards that, and so it that all looks good. But and I'm just like 
honestly, I remember being in a clubhouse room probably about two months ago and they were just like, just do what makes you feel good. And it's like, I had to hear those words and it shifted everything for me, you know? Oh, I'm so happy because the worst advice you can get when starting an Instagram is like, okay, but like really think about what you need and plan your content months in advance. Like I, when I, I do, so I, I work for this small boutique called the trunk shop that you guys mm-hmm. should all check out to Montreal. Really cute. So I do their social media okay. and I've always said to whoever I'm running, I'm like, listen, I'm not planning content. I can plan, we can plan photo shoots and looks. And obviously we're promoting your clothes, of course, but I'm not going to sit here planning what my next Valentine's day picture is going to be like, I don't think that is good. It's not worth my time and it's not going to bring more value to your customers. So what I do is on Sunday, I post animal pics and it's the cutest animal pic I can find. And because I clearly love animals and it works really well in the account and I'm just like, Hey, that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be. And every Sunday, I don't know what I'm going to post. And, and, and that, and that's the content that works the best. So even for a brand account, of course you should have a brand and color guidelines and fonts. And of course, of course there's that's marketing one-on-one, but it doesn't mean you have to post a pink cloud tomorrow because you've got nothing to post. Just post nothing. Don't post a cloud. I just know that tomorrow I'm going to be posting a cloud and tagging you. Yeah, if you do that, I will call you out and be like, this is poor post. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> pink cloud. It's like a pink blush cloud. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I love this conversation. I'm so excited that we are bringing it to everybody. And I honestly think this, this type of, this t- these types of conversations are the ones that we have to have, especially because yep. social media is very present. We all are very active and we can't ignore the way that it, it kind of, not it doesn't take over our lives but the way it influences or or that that it uh in, encourages us in some areas and then discourages us in others and so it does I think shape it, our lives it influences our lives you said it like you yeah. were you're right yeah yeah it, it it really does so thank you so much i am just so i'm just so happy to have had this conversation with you and i feel like we are going to have like a part two and a part three and a part 65 i so. hope we do i hope we do because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great conversation and I like that it's not limited and we can just go on and on and tangents and yes. and because and, it's all important and it doesn't just mean that it's not related that it's not important and we can just jump around and it's no, fantastic that's it and then for everybody listening I didn't send Katie a, a, a curated list of questions I wanted this nope. to be just really flowy and just very uh yeah just very transparent and very yeah. open and that it was, was very it was very flowy yes flowy okay good it was perfect <laughs> I was perfect. It was flowy. It was great. Um, and I think if we didn't cut off, we would go on for hours. I think we, I sincerely think we would. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> Let's I, jump on Clubhouse. Let's just jump on a Clubhouse room and we'll make <laughs> Oh, Clubhouse. That'll be our next one. Um, That'll be our next one. So at the end of every podcast, I love to ask the question, if you had to like put a theme, okay, to this chapter of your life. So whether that's in a word or a sentence, a feeling, what would it be and why? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's such a good question. You should write a book. Um, <laughs> my, I, cause it's funny. Like I said before, my life has been separated into two. It's been pre-meds and post-meds. Yeah. And so I would call this chapter of my life freedom. The freedom I can get up and I can go to the store without having to have a panic attack or take a like a pill and having to like spiral. Freedom, just free to live. Freedom. I'm going with freedom. Is I that good? That. Is that very patriotic? I didn't mean it to be like like, like the bald eagle <laughs> patriotic or anything. I just mean like free. 
<laughs> no, but it makes sense. It's it's the sense yeah. of you're able to do it without any major mental, emotional, and physical ramifications. And that's crazy because that's what most people live. Most people can go out and walk the dog without thinking. To, to think that some people have to struggle to do that is is mind blowing, and it's sad, and it yeah. it's a struggle. So yeah, I'm I'm free, baby. I love that. I love it. I love it so much. And so Katie, share with my listeners where mm. they can find you on social media and also let us know where we can find. So you talked about your restless rings. That's what they're called, right? Restless mm-hmm. rings. Yeah. Um, but you didn't talk about your chains. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about where we can find you on social media and where people can go and look up your products. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. So everything is the same. MTL Katie. So MTL Katie on Instagram and mtlkatie.com to shop for my products. So we kept it nice and simple and easy and branded and we love it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I do make mask chains. The mask chains are really cool. They, they hold up your mask, but they're not just that. Cause again, everything I create has exception, like has so many purposes. That's the whole point. I want your jewelry to work for you, you know? So this is like a mask chain holds up your mask, but it also can be a cute purse chain or it can be a new belt loop chain or it can um, be a necklace or it can be a sunglasses chain. Like honestly, there are like unlimited things that you can do with these chains and they're all made in Montreal. What I love is that I get all my products from local boutiques here or my supplies. Um, so, uh, they're all made here and they're all made by me in my, uh, tiny little house that my boyfriend helps me with. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's really fun. And the, during the first pandemic or first pandemic, I love how we say that now, but the first wave, <laughs> um, it works so well. I couldn't keep them long enough. Um, and everybody got their mask chain. So I just launched this new collection and I'm super happy about it. Super excited. It's, it's really pretty and different. So hopefully you guys, you will check them out. Yes. Amazing. So you guys heard that. M- and oh my God. I was gonna, I was, I was about to forget. Um, hold on, hold on. I, I know I'm forgetting it, but hold on. Give me two <laughs> seconds. You can, you can edit this out. <laughs> we keep it real. We keep it real. <laughs> well, for anybody listening, you can use the code holistically you and you will get 15% off anything on my website. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> So I'm going to send you, I'm going to send it to you so you can post about it and, uh, and people can go shopping so that they listen to our, our beautiful voices. I love that. Oh, Why not? That's right. That's and you're going to have to tell me which chain you like best so I can send it to you. You know that that's part of being an influencer, right? You get free things. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me, write to me my DM, girl. I like this one and you're in your address and you're going to get one. And now everybody listening gets to go buy their own with their discount. So I am beyond. I am so excited. Yeah. This is amazing. This is incredible. You heard it here first, everybody. Get your mask chains because you know what? They are multi-use and absolutely fabulous. Uh, I thank you so much. Katie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your input. Always. I am so excited. I really am. Um, I, I think we can continue to have this conversation for sure. But um, this is a this is a wonderful place to start. And I'm just I'm just so excited for you and all of your endeavors. And uh, I'm just very grateful to the universe for bringing us together. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, planets and stars. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you all so the much. things. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you all the things. It was an absolute pleasure, Amanda. You are a sweetheart. And I knew the minute I met you on Instagram when I fell in love with your voice. So um, I am not. Now I know. You have to know that whatever room I am. We have a private back 
channel where the room we were in last night yes they were freaking out they were freaking out they were like oh my god who is this girl why isn't she not in our rooms what is this and i was like uh, it's amanda she's gonna be here what the hell and then Aww. they were like no 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 we just like when you sang happy birthday erica that last yesterday morning people like were freaking out so anyways you're officially part of our body positivity group and i'm gonna Aww. put you in and you can join our conversations i am honored i am honored it's the one room it's the one room i live for this this, this these days it's these girls talking about their bodies and how they feel on a day-to-day basis that's the shit i want to join so yes, join 100%. us. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. Good luck with everything. And thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. My pleasure. <laughs>